If you're going to build something from nothing, you've got to know what really works. I took a $1,000 loan and built a $5 billion business, and now I make smart investments in new businesses on Shark Tank. This is Barbara Corcoran, and you're listening to Business Unusual, presented by On Deck Business Loans. This week on Business Unusual, I'm going to be answering all of the great questions you guys keep sending me in on business, life, how to move forward, how to jump over obstacles. Come on, I'm good at it, and I want to share my advice. But first, hey there, business owners, don't make your landlords rich. If you're going to build a big business, you better think about buying versus renting from the get-go. The two most important decisions you'll make is what business you're going to go in and how you're going to house your business. Let's talk about the housing piece. When you're building your business, you know as well as I do, every single dollar counts. And rent can be a killer, especially if you're going to be giving away your profits to your landlord. So whether you need an office, a kitchen, or a storefront, the faster you control your real estate, the better off you are as a business owner. If you're paying rent, your landlord actually remains your boss. Because every time you're going to expand your business and do a little bit more, you're going to find that the landlord is asking the rent to go up. Why would you want him as your partner? When you start your business, start out always with the smallest possible footprint you can get your hands on so that you scale up as you go. So many new business owners have too much space to begin with and they're renting it. Better off buying a tiny little space of your own and building up as you need it. You're far better off owning the space you're in. And if you can scrounge up the 10% down payment so that you control your space, you'll also be controlling your destiny. Think about that. When I built my business, I tried to be early in every market I opened in. I was a real estate agent and I needed to have new territories to open new offices. So I was in downtown before it was a hot place to live. I was in Brooklyn before it was even discovered. When I opened a real estate office downtown or Brooklyn or the South Bronx or wherever I was opening, I found that there are very little commercial spaces I could occupy on a ground floor. So in a way, I was forced to buy a building just to house my offices. How lucky I was in hindsight. By getting into the areas early, I was able to buy spaces cheap and I was able to own the buildings at a low price, and therefore, I didn't struggle as much counting my pennies because my rent never went up. I begged and borrowed, I did whatever I had to do to get my hands on the 10% down, but once I had my office and owned it, I was set for a long time to come. You know, when I sold my business for $66 million, the buildings I own that housed all my real estate offices were worth much more than the $66 million. Think about it this way. I worked endless hours every day for 30 years to get $66 million for the business I built. And in the end, the real estate I own was worth far more than the $66 million. And I didn't do a thing except occupy them. I didn't work very hard at all to get that. So buy your real estate if you possibly can. You'll be entirely your own boss. You won't have your landlord as your unwanted partner. And you'll be making a good investment that's going to be worth a fortune one day. You're listening to Business Unusual with Barbara Corcoran, presented by On Deck Business Loans. 
here's a company all business owners should know about, On Deck Business Loans. On Deck delivers financing for small business owners in as little as 24 hours, with term loans up to $500,000 and lines of credit up to $100,000. Their average loan is about $57,000. On Deck products are always tailored to your specific business need with lots of loan and payback options. Their simple process saves you time, and because they have less strict requirements than the banks, they approve many different businesses and do it faster than traditional lenders. I've known the gang at On Deck for years now, and I can tell you they're the real deal. On Deck has lent over $10 billion to more than 80,000 small business owners. Thousands of them have reviewed On Deck, giving them a 9.8 out of 10 rating on Trustpilot and an A-plus grade with the Better Business Bureau. So make your way over to On Deck dot com slash Barbara for a free consultation with a small business loan specialist to find out exactly which loan best suits your company on deck dot com slash Barbara. And now it's time to answer your questions on Business Unusual. Hi, Barbara. This is Rachel. I'm wondering what's the best way to make a name for your company if you're just a mom and pop shop. Well, everybody starts out as a mom and pop shop, so don't apologize for that. I believe that anybody can make a name for their own company if they can invent a way to stand apart from the pack. So what you really need, Rachel, is a gimmick that draws attention from the people in your community and something that maybe the local papers will want to write about. When I started out, I garnered a lot of media attention that put me on the map by using my imagination. For example, I couldn't buy advertising in the middle of a real estate recession, so I started an industry statistical report on what things were selling for. That got me a lot of attention. I remember, too, when the stuffy co-op board started asking to meet the pets before they approved people moving into the apartments. I thought it was bizarre, but what did I do? I conducted interviews of all the dogs in Central Parks to teach them how to shake hands and be accepted by the co-op boards in New York City. Bizarre, but it got lots of attention, and it was written up in all the local papers, and it helped my business. I find that anything that's built around statistics, dogs, children, almost always works to get media attention and put you on the map. And if you could add to that something that you're doing for the community that shows that you're caring and that you're generous in your heart, people are going to love that too. And you know what happens when people love you? They want to buy from you. Get rid of this mom and pop type apology and just get yourself on the map. Raheja from San Francisco's question is, my coworkers gossip instead of focusing on work because of which I get negative vibes and eventually am not able to give my 100% in work. What should I do about that? This is about taking ownership of your problem. You could whine and complain and become like them about what's wrong with them, but the smartest thing you should do is buy a pair of earphones like this or the little earbuds if your boss doesn't want you sitting around with earphones on. Tune them out. Find a way to tune them out and focus on your work. If you're going to sit there and complain, you're just joining their pity party. Forget about it. Make a change for yourself. Don't expect them to change. And that's all the questions we have time for today. If you have a question, tweet it at Barbara Corcoran, and I may just answer it on a future episode. You've been listening to Business Unusual with me, Barbara Corcoran, presented by On Deck Business Loans. Come back next week to hear more steps and missteps I took on the path to success on Business Unusual.
Business Unusual is part of the iHeartRadio Podcast Network. Be sure to follow Business Unusual on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.